Few credible historians would question whether Jesus of Nazareth was a real historical figure. There's just too much evidence, too much solid evidence that he lived. He walked this earth. Nor would many question the impact that Jesus has made on the world. It's very clear that, he, that nations, societies have, have been built upon his teaching, his witness, including our own nation. But not all historians believe that he was the son of God. That is the unique claim of a Christian, that Jesus was and is the face of God. If you want to know what God is like, then look to Jesus. He is the defining revelation of God's heart. As we've been reflecting over these weeks of Advent, Jesus is also the ultimate assurance that God is with us. That God is one with his creation. He is available, present, compassionate. That, that God cares deeply for everything that he has created. That's what we see in Jesus. Last week, Father Cam mentioned that even though Jesus, after he was resurrected, he ascended to heaven, the whole world is still charged with his presence, with the presence of God. St. Paul says it like this. It's in Christ that we live and move and have our being. In other words, everything, everything around us has God's fingerprint on it because he created it. And he sustains it all. Today I want to draw this out some more by talking about what some writers in the Catholic tradition have called the sacrament of the present moment. Now we probably know a sacrament is a gift that, that God gives us to, to impart his grace to us. Yeah? So in a moment we're going to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. Right? And through that sacrament God imparts his grace into our soul. His life, his love, right? If you attend the sacrament of reconciliation, same thing. You confess your sins, you open your heart to God, and that becomes a sacrament, a window into God. Well, some in the Catholic spiritual tradition have reminded us that even ordinary moments of our day can be a sacrament. Every experience we have every created thing can be a means by which God imparts his grace to us because God is actively present to everything he's created. It's amazing, huh? Yes, there's something significant about the sacraments we receive through the church, but, but there's, there's so many other windows into God that we can and should be uh, encountering each and every day. One of the people who popularised this idea was Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, not our own Brother Lawrence here at St Benedict's, but he was a, a, a lay Carmelite brother um, in France, lived in, in the 17th century. And he maintained that the most basic and necessary task of our spiritual life is not to go to Mass, as good and as important that is. It's not to pray even. He said the most basic task of our spiritual life is to become more and more conscious of God's presence. I mentioned a few weeks back 
that when our hearts start to tune into God's presence, everything starts to change. Because uh, God, when we encounter him, will, will, will always start shifting the way that we see and understand the world. You, you cannot touch into God and not be changed. It's impossible, right? And so the more we see God, the more we notice the presence of God, the more receptive we will become to his life-changing grace. That's the idea that Brother Lawrence is trying to touch into here. It's so important to notice God, to recognise God, because as we do, our hearts open up to his grace. Brother Lawrence and, and a number of others remind us that the good news is that no one needs to miss out on this grace of God. No one. Because God can be found everywhere. So it doesn't matter how busy you are. right? It doesn't matter how many children you have. Right? No one needs to miss out on this life-saving grace that God desperately wants to give us because we can find it everywhere if we're looking for it, if we're looking for God. Even in the mundane tasks of our life, yeah, like washing dishes or cleaning the bathroom or whatever other mundane thing you do in your day, even that, Brother Lawrence says, can be a moment where you um, can, it's like a window into God if you allow it to be, if you learn how to, how to see I was reminded of this last week. I was up in Sydney and um, visiting my family. My sister took me for my birthday to see the Foo Fighters. Um, if you don't know the Foo Fighters, they're a pretty good rock band. Been around a long time. And um, <clears throat> so we went to Olympic Stadium there. 75,000 people, right? Massive. And um, down the bottom, you know, uh, in front of the stage, standing room only, it's where all the wild ones go, you know, it's a bit rowdy down there, it's, um, you know, the mosh pit kind of vibes. And uh, there was all kinds of people down there, I noticed, there was, you know, the, a lot of young people, I was a little bit surprised because they've been around for a while, this band. Uh, a number of older people, even, even older than me, and there was at least one Catholic priest in that mosh pit too, uh, which may have been me. Um, <laughs> As you can imagine, it was loud, lots of lights, lots of screens, uh, lots of people like, you know, arms in the air and jumping around and singing. It was lots of fun. But as I, as I was standing there in the midst of this crowd and I was taking it all in, it suddenly dawned on me, God is here. I realised that, that, that God was in the band as they were singing from their hearts. God, God was in uh, the midst of these musicians as they sort of united and together they created these beautiful melodies that were touching people's hearts. God was in the crowd as they all gathered together and as you know, they experienced the joy of this, this moment. God, God was there. Because I recognised the presence of God there, this rock concert became a spiritual experience for me. Honestly, it opened my heart to God. I think it's generally true that we put way too many limits on God. We, we, we tend to make a lot of distinctions between uh, what is secular and, and what is um, sacred. 
don't we? Profane, sacred. We say, oh yeah, this, this is God, this stuff, this, but, but that's not, these parts of my life, God's not in that, yeah? We tend to sort of um, exclude God from a lot of parts of our everyday lives, yeah? God, God's in this music, not that music. He's in this crowd, not that crowd. He's in these jobs I do and not those jobs. But what if God was in it all? Who are we to put limits on our creator? Who are we to lock God up in the church and say, oh, God's in the box? <laughs> but not, not out in my everyday life, not in my home, especially when I'm getting upset and screaming at my kids. There's a French priest uh, who was a scientist. Um, he's, he, he's died now, but um, there's a quote uh, of his where I've been pondering on quite a bit. Um, he says, nothing below is profane for those who have learned to see. Nothing prof- below is profane, is devoid of God for those who have learned to see. Now, our first reading today reminds us of what God can do in our lives when we do grow in this awareness of God's presence, yeah? This sacrament of the present moment. Uh, you're probably familiar with these words from the first reading, uh, these are the same words that Jesus declared in the temple, yeah, when he was just about to start his mission, right? He's the same. This is what my life's about. This is what I'm here for. But they, they were first spoken by Isaiah hundreds of years before, right? Of course, anticipating Jesus. And here's what he says. Isaiah says, The Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, for the Lord has anointed me. Now, can you hear God with us in that? The Spirit of the Lord is not out there somewhere far right, but the Spirit of the Lord's here. It's come close to you, right? And he's anointed me for a particular mission. And here it is. He says, He has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to bind up hearts that are broken, to proclaim liberty to captives, freedom to those in prison, and to proclaim a year of favour for the Lord. You want to know what the prophet is saying here? I'll give it to you simply. God with us means liberation that's what it means that's the message that's the promise at the heart of this good news of our faith that God wants to liberate us deeply God came to free us in the deepest spiritual kind of way from, from, from everything that holds us captive. He, he, he came to liberate us from all the unhelpful thoughts that we have about ourselves and others. You know those ones? You have them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he came to liberate us from our, 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 our emotional wounds, our insecurities, our anxieties, the grief that we carry. He came to free us from our unhealthy anger, our bitterness, our jealousy. Can you imagine a life without any of that stuff? Imagine, imagine you went a whole day without judging anyone. Oh, how beautiful would that be? Huh? Without feeling jealous, ever. Without sort of second-guessing yourself, or thinking, oh, I can't do that. Oh, it's, oh, I'm too afraid, what if I get rejected? Imagine you didn't have that. Well, my friends, that is the promise of Christ. That's, that's the promise at the heart of Christianity. That God came to liberate us in that kind of way. 
And not just when we die and go to heaven, but starting here and now. And what I'm suggesting to you today is that this process of liberation starts by simply becoming more aware of God, more heart conscious of God's presence in and through our everyday, ordinary lives. Now, this is not as easy as it may seem, yeah? Because we are often so busy trying to liberate ourselves, aren't we? Trying to sort out our own lives. Our self-will tends to blind us to God. We don't see God often in our lives, even though God's everywhere. We don't see God because we're so busy trying to be God. Huh? Our efforts to try and liberate ourselves actually become a big obstacle to God's saving grace. It's a big problem in the spiritual life, yeah? That's why Brother Lawrence and others say that we need a practice to help us to become more conscious of God. Today, I want to offer you just a simple practice to, to get you started becoming more present to the presence of God in your life. If, you, if you're really interested in this, you really want to dig into it, Brother Lawrence and others say, there's two books I want to suggest. Uh, they're both classics in, uh, in the Catholic tradition. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence and, and Abandonment to Divine Providence. Both French dudes. Uh, I don't know what it is about the French. They seem to have a, I don't know, a direct line with God or something, but um, two great books. All right, so here it is, simple practice. I want, to, I want to urge you, encourage you, every day if you can, in the afternoon or in the evening, take out some time, even if it's just five minutes, and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to see where God has been at work in your experiences that day. Don't try and think of it yourself. Allow the Spirit. You'll be surprised what comes to mind, yeah? Maybe it's in, in your work, in some some conversation you had when you were out in nature or maybe it's even in your suffering. Just ask God, God, where, where were you present in my life today? And then just choose one of those moments and, and, and just sit with it for a moment. And, and as you recall it, just open your heart to God's presence in that moment as you remember it. You might... You might even journal it. Maybe put it. Maybe you can sort of log all these memory, all these moments. That's it, right? If you spend five minutes every day doing that, I promise you this: that after a while, you will start to become more present to God in the present, in real time. Yeah, rather than needing to look back all the time at the end of the day thinking, oh, that, oh, God was there, God was there, God was there. You'll start noticing it in the moment, in the moment. Yeah, you're having a conversation, you're like, ooh, God's here. Or you're walking somewhere and you notice this beautiful cat or tree or something, you're like, oh, and somehow it opens your heart to God. Or you're at a rock concert and you're like, oh, God's here. Right? That's when life really starts to get exciting because it means that you can work with God in real time as he speaks to you, as he leads you. You can be more receptive to the liberating grace that God is offering you through all the everyday, ordinary moments of your life. 
Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.